0: And on the court.
1: Money's gotta be the shoes. 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 You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes.
0: And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome to Kicks and Bricks. Joining us today is a legend in the music industry, and if you've been around NBA arenas, chances are you've seen him at a um at a game. I got my main man Mike Biv. What's what's going on, Mike? How you doing?
1: Man, I feel good, Mellow. How you feeling, baby? Thank you for uh helping me schedule this a couple of times. I apologize. I definitely give you the Hollywood shake. I was moving and grooving, but uh I wasn't gonna let this sit on the table. We we was gonna pop sports and music and. in in real life so thank you for having me and thank you for being so patient
0: man no doubt man um and um just to let you know like you're the first boston guy that i had Mm -hmm. on here and as a new yorker you know that was that was (laughs) kind of hard for me well
1: you know you you elevated the game today man (laughs) we we're not gonna hold that against you you know (laughs) New York, New Yorkers is just, some of them is my best friend. I got about four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen of them in my immediate circle, and y'all are haters, man. When y'all don't win, <laughs> y'all act like everything else is trash. Don't nothing mean nothing. Even the damn newspapers don't cover the the championships the way they would. You get the small section in the sport. You don't get the front page. You know it's New York's a trip, man. But the but the mecca makes everyone step up. So we. We salute y'all, but in Boston, we don't care. I'm sorry,
0: y'all. <laughs> you know, um, it's funny that you mentioned the small part of the paper. Like, the just the other day, the Nets, like, they're the newest super team in the league. And um, they had the um, smallest part of paper in the Knicks. I think they beat the Heat the day before. Right. And they had the whole back page to them. So, like, um. I want to kind of stay on the Nets. Like, since they're the talk of the league due to James Harden, do you see them like winning in the finals this year? Or, um, do you kind of see them fizzling out because of their limitations on, um, defense or lack of, I should say?
1: Well, from what I've seen, right, in the chemistry, when you're putting three all-stars together, you're, you're hoping that the ball rotates, it moves. You know what I mean? Because at any given point in time, any one of them could be the clutch. Harden could shoot it. Kyrie could go. Durant could shoot it or go. But I was a little taken back for the trade. I actually thought the squad prior to was coming into some type of zone. And it seemed like they had a little bit more um, spark amongst people who normally wouldn't like the net. Like myself. Like I like Levert. I was like, yo, let him go. Like, he just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's got a different thing than they sent him to Indiana. And I just said, stacking. Then the big boy went to Cleveland. And then I said, stacking All-Stars is dope. And as a GM, if somebody wants to leave Houston Harden and come to Brooklyn, you have to pull the trigger. But I actually thought the squad prior to – was getting more fans there than from a fan that would normally be rooting for Brooklyn. I think now they put the they put the monkey on their back. So I don't know if people are rooting for them or if people want to see them destruct. You feel me?
0: Well right, man, like me personally, um I kinda wanna see them succeed, but I just don't see it because say for example, they do make it to the conference finals and they end up playing let's say the Bucks and they end up in a game six or game seven. You really going right. to trust James Harden in that situation?
1: Well, you know I the did. good thing is this. Look at it this way. It, it, Harden is with DeAntoni, right? He's on the bench. So that was a good move by Nash, right? There, There's a reason probably why DeAntonio is there because he understands the ball player at hand. But no one can predict what an all-star would do in the Game 7, Game 6 elimination game. Things kick in that normally don't get discussed when you have a timeout. You don't know what's going to happen. And I understand what you're saying. Is there erraticness with him with the ball? No, but there's a sense of, I feel more confident with this W if I have the ball. But that's Kyrie's mentality as a point guard. I feel more confident if I'm distributing this rock or I take my option and go to the hole then you got KD, listen, move that ball over here and let me work this perimeter. Either I'm going to bang him with this three or I'm going to the hole. So there's, there's going to be a lot of humbleness that has to kick in. And the one thing we will notice in that playoff when it comes, because they'll make the playoff, is what is that timeout like? Who's paying attention to that? Who's willing to sacrifice? Who's doing for the better of the team? And we'll see that. You'll see if someone's happy they didn't get the call. We'll know who it is because they'll have no attitude and it won't be for the team at that time. You know what I mean, Mello? So I see what you're saying about Harden, but it's three of them. So it's like they all have to have the same mentality to have a cohesive unit in a game situation like that.
0: You know, like when all three is on the court together, like i never seen offensive power like like that, even on Golden State when KD was there. like well, i never seen you know, nothing like that.
1: Melo, I, I, I like the Nets, man, but you know I like the Boston better. I like Ember. You know what I mean? I like what we're doing. We're in the same division. You know what I mean? Brown, like, you know what I mean? There's a whole different thing over there because I really don't care. <laughs> I'm just sorry, man. I don't care what they do. If it's coming through Boston, then we could talk about it. I don't care, Mello. We, we, you you started the car off separating us, so I don't gave you too good on them. I don't care what they do.
0: I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. Since you want to talk about Boston, you guys been dragging out that 08 championship for like 14 yes. years already, man. Get, yes. over it. Get over it. Win another one.
1: Right. But you know the good thing about it, man? Look what happened with that. And I was there. I don't know if you ever watched the ESPN highlights, Mello. But the players called me from the seats. My wife was pregnant with our second child. So when um Paul dumps the um Gatorade on Doc,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm right behind Paul. It's all over my outfit. I still got sneakers in the closet I won't touch with the red stain on and the white linen coat. But the one thing I liked about that squad is that was a commitment. You know, KD, Ray, Paul. And then the pieces, Brown, the old school, Cassell, you know what I mean, the Shooters. You you got to think this whole big three, even though we, you know, we saw that happen in L.A. with four, Miami, this, that, and the third. But to be honest, I think this generation is following suit of what was created in Boston because now that big three went to a championship. And we saw a you know, we saw LeBron, we saw a way. We saw it, but it was just something about the South. And the one thing about it is when Miami went, who was in the corner? Who was in the corner, Mello?
0: Oh, Ray Allen.
1: Who was in that corner? Man, don't say it too slow. Come on, Mello. Have a little enthusiasm. <laughs> Come on. Have a little enthusiasm, right? So when you see that happening in this, that, and the third, it lets you know that 08 was special, man. you got to let it yeah. have that. And yeah. it wasn't a new thing. It, it really wasn't like we had to make a lot of room in the banner or make up. We won the division and... The cold champ like our band is a true to form, baby. We don't have miscellaneous things up on the banner. It says world champion. And a few other arenas, I think we came in second place. We'll do it next year. You know, catch is making enough stuff. So let us have that Stop playing. Come on, man.
0: You know, since you won't call me a hater again, like, Ron- <laughs> like Rondo, like like even back then he was one of my favorite point guards. I just like old school tough pass-first, you know, Jason Kidd-type, like, point guards. Yes. but, yes. but you up.
1: know what, though? We went with the big three because that's what we're living in. But once again, right, even with, you know, Rondo being young and he got Paul in his ear, he got Katie in his ear, he got Ray in his ear, and he's trying to distribute a rock, right? Look what he did in the bubble. The the Lakers already had a, a over-capped-looking squad with the money. But at the end of the day, they needed that one vet who understand how to distribute. And to believe it or not, if there was a co-MVP in last year's finals, I think it's safe to say we could have gave it to Rondo. I think everyone saw a, a, a point guard that's a facilitator that knew how to work amongst stars. And that's not easy. And for him not to be there no more, I just think, you know, it happens when you win. But uh, he's a part of that winning thing because he was young. You know, and then um and he handled his business in oh eight and now he's a vet. So we, we have to give him his props.
0: You know, like I like I wouldn't mind seeing Rondo return to Boston one day before he hangs it up. I think he'll right. be a good um he'll be a good influence on um on um Peyton Pritchard or Pritchard Peyton Ooh.
1: He'll be a good influence with Kimba. Let's just start there. I mean you, 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 you look at it this way. Rondo, if he put his sneakers up, would be a hell of a point guard coach. Because, you know, with the Celtics, no one stays long, man. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't even know who's who because I thought the kid that was the shooter, um, in college, he ended up cutting this year. I can't think of his name. I thought he should have played more last year. I used to scream at the TV saying, <laughs> this kid shoots unconsciously. What is the damn coach doing? Let And the kid was sitting further, 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 further down the bench. I can't think of his name. Lightskin guy. He came in with the Braves. Then he got to see. So I pardoned. And I should think of it. I'm having a brain freeze. But money, while you're looking for a perimeter player, he's sitting out on the end of the bench. Inject him in the game and don't control him. Let him play the way you wanted to draft him. You draft him because he was relentless. I think he scored 40 in the NCAA, March Madness. I can't think of his name. But when you get his name and you put the edit together, put his name across the screen. You know what I'm talking about. It's a light-skinned kid.
0: Yeah, I can see his face. I just can't remember his name either. I can't <laughs> think
1: of his name either, because I used to call my homeboy like, yo, bro, why is money at the end of the bench? Just, matter of fact, in preseason, he scored like 7 to eight, nine, three point 9, And so we thought he was going to get more PT the during the season but they just kept moving him down the bench. So even in Boston, Brad Stevenson, I love him to death, but goddamn it, I yelled at the TV a lot of times, bro. I'm like, how come you can't see what we're watching? Plus, I'm a ball player, so we can see something that maybe someone else ain't paying attention to as a fan of the sport.
0: You know, um, I feel for Kemba because he's one of our own, and he's dealing with a whole lot of injuries right now, and I feel like if he was 100%, You know, I think Boston would be like one of the top two seeds in the East right now. And I think if Kemba was healthy last season, they could have went to the finals to play the Lakers because that was my original pick for the finals last year, Boston and um, L.A.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I'm happy you went a little bit north on 95 and let your feelings flow. You sound like you literally love the sport. That was a good thing. And I think they thought that as well. In terms of the East Conference finals and you know, and winning it all. So you you're absolutely right.
0: Hey man, like if you were a Celtics GM, would you trade for um would you like gut the team and trade for a Bradley Bill or a Zach Levine if they were available?
1: That ain't giving me a big man. Who's in our middle? Our middle is is not it's not KD, it's not Parish, it's not Dave Cowan. It's not traditional Celtics middle you, you you Bill is up top, he's two, right and um Levine is flying through the air. but what about the gut? you know what I mean what we gonna do when we play Philly? you know what I mean like you have to you got to see what LeBron did. he protected the middle even though Davis wants to play the four. he's naturally a five on any given squad. I just think that we don't have that like we got these fours playing five. But we need a legitimate five. And Tyle's good, you know, but, you, you know what I'm saying, it's not the same. It looks like he's coming in into his flow. Or maybe they should let him start and, and really get it. But who I do like that's got heart down low is Tice. There's something about Ty. He's scrappy. He reminds me of Dave Cowan. He's always where he needs to be.
0: All right, so you said the middle. How about Cat? Because I have a feeling he might be available within the next year or two.
1: Um, you know, I don't know, man. You know, like Weissman coming out, it might be a young boy who don't give a crap. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to catch it in the draft. You know, let me watch a little bit more March Madness and see. Maybe they need to go to the HBCU. Let's get somebody down there who's dirty, who ain't all of American, who ain't on CBS and ESPN, who's just trying to get, get a shot in the league, get a, get a, a, a invitation. So I'd rather answer that when I have more to choose from. All
0: right. Um, you know who I like on Boston? Robert Williams. He kind of reminds me of um, Kenya Martin from back in the day. Okay. The energy, the defense, the shot blocking. Yeah,
1: well, that's a Cincinnati guy, right? He didn't care until yeah. he got hurt. Kenya talked that talk and walked that walk. So, you know, that's a good comparison. He's one of the guzzlers of the league. He he, he goes over there with Steve and Jacksons and the – Meta, you know, the world meta piece. He, he, he brings hard in a, a, a locker room. He's almost like smart. Smart is that for us. Just like Beverly is that for the Clippers. You gotta have those type of ball players that got that type of heart. You know?
0: And how do you feel about your guy, Doc, coaching in um, Philly?
1: Um, man, I've been watching Doc since he was in high school when he came to the Boston shootout with an Afro. And um, he was on his Dr. J stuff. Um, I think he's a hell of a coach. I think those kind of coaches come um, every so many years. I think he's well-respected. That's probably why his transition from the Clippers to Philly was short. No one let him sit on the block too long. He didn't get held too much accountable for the loss in the bubble. So I think he's a hell of a coach. And I think um, as much as Simmons and uh, um, the players commit and learn and listen, you know, I think um, he'll be he'll be great. I think Curry is a great addition. You know, and it, it, it's a um, and B, it, it, It's it's a squad that you have to look out for that can get better, depending on what he's putting on the chalkboard. Because if he works around what they can do, instead of making them commit to what he thinks they can win, just work within what you got. If they got to keep going down low, like you know Bill Russell and Chamberlain and B then damn it, win it that way. If you're going to shoot outside with green, damn it, call that play. He has options.
0: You know, Doc have um, Simmons and Embiid playing their, like the best ball of their career. Like like Ben, I think he might be DPOY, and Embiid is playing playing like MVP. So, you know, that says a lot to to his coaching you know,
1: style. To, to put Simmons at DPOY, so you're saying LeBron and him, is one and two because they were just saying the other night that LeBron could be defensive player of the year. So I I think um that's interesting when you can commit to both sides of the court like Jordan did. I think um and Kobe. I think those are special players because they get back. There's one thing to kind of truck tr try to half court and wait for the rock to come so you could ah buff it with no one on you. But it's another to go both ends because not only do you want to score in the basket, you want to get back to protect the basket. And you're not afraid of the challenge of the other all-star that's on the other side of the squad. That's That's a very athletic, sound player that understands defense wins games.
0: You know, and I think Ben Simmons, he can be just like LeBron if he keeps on working at his game.
1: Well, he should do what Magic did. Remember that Magic had that ill shot? It, only thing holding him back is the confidence of the shot. Everything else is, you know, he's coming out of LSU. He's real fly, a little Pete Maveridge at times. But other than that, it's just the shot. You know, when they step him back, they're saying go. And sometimes he's not pulling that trigger. But I think other than that, I love Ben. I think Ben is um make that thing that um Magic did. Magic found that shot. You couldn't leave Magic open. You couldn't play him for the shot or the, or the hole after a while. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to develop it. Even myself, I was just so busy with this right here. You know what I'm saying? And then as I got older, I realized, yo, man, you, you got to get a jump shot or they're going to they gonna step off of you. And that ain't a way for someone to play defense. You want to keep them honest. You don't want them forcing you somewhere because they think you have something that's not going to happen, meaning you're not going to score from out there. So you, you, you right. I think he's nice and I like, he's respected in the, in the East and conference.
0: You know, something that's gaining traction the last couple of days has been the all-star game. Like a lot of players don't want to play in the game because they're tired, because of the shortened season, because of COVID and because it's in Atlanta and Atlanta's wide open. Like, do you feel like that this year's game should be played?
1: I think it's a commitment in business. Okay. And, um, Bron and them know that. I think, um, it's an all-star commitment when the season is started and those deals are made and that money is being passed around is through television, through sponsorship. And, um, you have to honor the deal of the, the sponsors. I think the sponsors want to get their value and it's, 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 it's messed up because even though it's a athletic front game on television and on the court, It's a business in the boardroom. I think it's just all about honoring deals.
0: That's it, to me. You know, and um, one thing I do like about the All-Star game, that they're playing it at an HCBU, and they're donating all the money to that school. So at least that's one positive that's coming out of all of this.
1: Well, you know, shoot, last year they was doing it for different centers, and they dropped money. But, you know, they saw the big three, too. You know, you can't forget about what Cube did by the point. So I understand they're growing. But another brother from the hip hop community gave them another way, score 50 points, whatever the game is over. And that thing was to a certain point and they was playing for different community centers. And I think that was the biggest story. So giving back is always great. But um, wasn't nothing like getting ball players who still felt they could play to be a part of the big three. That's giving back. You know, and Q, 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 um, he really stepped in and gave the NBA another model to follow. And I, I think he should get a lot of love for that because now they got this new way to play the All-Star game than the way they were playing it before.
0: And then last year, no, was it, yeah, last year they had the four point, the four pointer and that's just basically ripping off the big three right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then something about if you win a quarter and this got in the third. Yeah. I can't remember the rules because we were all adjusting to it. But I, I just say that because I'm in the music business and we have our community. So someone in Secaucus, New Jersey was watching Cube and uh, took a little bit of the format, which made the game even more exciting because now the players had a reason to play defense.
0: You know, I was scrolling on YouTube the other day. And I came across an MTV game from, like, back in 91-ish, I want to say. Uh-huh. And I seen you playing in it with other stars from that era. And from the footage, man, like, you were legit, like, going like going to the hoop. Like, if it wasn't for music, would you consider, would you have, like, considered a career in um, basketball?
1: Man, that's all I wanted to be, my love. I I got a ball player's mentality. Jigga may say it. He walked like a ball player, but I played like one. I excited the music business. My, my total goal was the Ishan Cat. I just want to embarrass him. I just want to be out there and I want to take the ball and freak it like a yo-yo and (laughs) throw it up to the hoop, not looking like anything that was flamboyant, fly, disrespectful. That's how I like to play with the goal of winning. And, um, I feel like, for me, the reason why I wanted to do the interviews, because I I don't give myself the flower I deserve, but because I love ball so much, I help bring it to the music business. I'm a part of creating the celebrity basketball game. And in research, the first real celebrity basketball game was New Edition against the WBLS Short Shot. And I break all of this down in my documentary. So I'm going to give you how you get to Friday nights at 7 o'clock. I'm going to show you PS 201 with Mike Boogie Uptown, how it went to Chicago with Stoney Jackson and Todd Bridges, how it went to Full Force, how it went to, you know, Dwayne Martin, how it went all the way through the music industry where it ended up at How Can I Be Down, the dopest, illest music conference where the basketball tournament was bigger than you passing in your demo. That's how serious it was. And Bib Ten was sponsoring those tournaments, you know. And, um, yes, I wanted to be in the league. But when I played on TV, Reggie Miller, um, Sean Kemp, yo, I was in my world. You know what I'm saying, Mello? All I thought about was going to the hole. I don't know if you saw where Sean fell into the, the cushion, but money was trying to play me. I hit him with the fake joint. And he crafted into the pattern and everything. I said, yo, I'm going to work. And guess what, bro? I was a player coach alongside Queen Latifah being a player coach. And it made me feel good because MTV recognized me with, Don, with Mark Wahlberg and all these big stars. It, it recognized me as a real ball player. And I actually played on the court and coached the team. It, it was like a dream come true. Thanks for asking, man. Real talk.
0: From the sound of it, it looked like you was playing for that ten day contract
1: um i was I was playing for the for the lottery pick baby <laughs> I was playing for the lottery pick i i think that one was at Parley pavilion at u c l a it was packed in there man and uh it it was really good man to to be on t v and to see people in my neighborhood see me on television man and going to work you know what i mean it's it's a difference when you're on t v and you embarrass yourself. But when you go to work and get people's you, man it, it, it meant a lot
0: you know I seen Jaleel White playing it looked like he was um, a legit player but from your perspective like who was like some of the best players that was entertaining um, there's, there's
1: this kid there's this kid named Brooklyn light skin kid from LA he ran with Dwayne Martin he's in a lot of commercials back in the day Brooklyn was real about his left handed nice um, Dwayne Shake was Shake was like a Earl, I mean, no, no like a Walt Frazier, Earl the Pearl, real smooth. Dwayne Martin, um, let me see. Um, Snoop gets down, he gets up. Um, Bill Bellamy's nice on the wing. Okay, Bill is nice on the wing. Terrell Owens will go to the top of the rim. That was my alley oop guy. Shout to Terrell, he was nice. And then I played with Game one time, you know. Game holds on to that rock a little bit. He like harder. So me and him was cool, but I was like, yo, yo, man, I can make it easier for you. But he was in LA at the forum. So we didn't really connect, but game is nice. Um, and then I had a little challenge with the Tate brothers, Lorenz and them. Them three right there, boy, they, <laughs> they little sneaky defenders, man. And I had a battle with Kevin Hart at the forum. He was trying to test me up. And get up on me. So I looked at Magic, right, Mello? I said Magic, I'm about to bust his ass. So I said, Open it up, open it up. And we <laughs> was at the forum. It was Magic's All Star Weekend. Then Michael Jordan and I was playing after. So I just thought a yo yo went on him. Wah, 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 wah. And I just threw that sucker, game caught it, laid it up and the crowd went crazy. And that was probably one of the best games because um you could tell that celebrities was taking that pride like we was all in the league.
0: Besides yourself, did your brothers from New Edition or BBD hoop any?
1: Yes. Yeah, Bob was like George Gervin. Everything to him was this. He he would do a finger roll from the top of the key. Ralph had a set shot. Ricky was like Bird. Ron DeVoe was my Scotty Pippen. And when Johnny got to the group, Johnny was a defensive specialist. His whole thing was like robbing on the defense and the boards and stuff like that. So we 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 worked out the uh, you know the flavor, of the squad. Yes.
0: And what do you think about NBA guys like wanting to rap or, or um or or vice versa?
1: I, I don't even mess with that man. To each his own. From AI to you know um, D up in Portland, Lilith, Shaq. Kobe, like at the end of the day everyone's from the street man Mm -hmm. just because you're great at something don't mean that you're not good at something else because what is a rapper but someone that can lyrically put something together so you could be a rapper you could be a lyricist you could have a flow you know or you could just be a performer who's you know some of our best performers ain't the greatest rappers and some of our greatest rappers ain't the best performers so it's It's a sensitive genre of music, but I tell everybody, man, hey, do what your heart feels. Make the right record. I mean, shit, Deion Sanders made a record. Eddie Murphy made records. Like, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself, man. Have fun with it. It's all entertainment at the end of the day. Who entertains the best? Who wins? That's why wrestlers don't be the greatest wrestlers. They be the biggest marketers. So I I, I don't touch when someone mess with Mm -hmm. this thing. I thought AI's forty eight bars was ill. That was ahead of his time, you know. So I love it, man. We all from the streets, man. And And ball love music, music love ball.
0: And Dame Dollar, like he's legit. I think if he like put out a serious album, I think he can move, you know, some units.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, man, you know, him and Shaq got their thing. Maybe they should keep rapping. I don't know. (laughs) I just listen and watch. I don't get into it like that.
0: You know, when I cover games, you know, one thing that stands out is, like, your influence on music. No matter which arena I'm at, I can always hear a snippet of a song that you either performed on or had something to do with. Like, how does it feel to be, like, a part of two of the most influential groups in music history?
1: Man, like I said at the top of the call, I'm blessed. New addition is pitting me a class, stepping, showmanship, entertainment, BBD. You know, we ushered in how to take off the suit. We was the first to wear the boots. We was the first to wear our clothes inside out, backwards. We influenced TLC, Criss Cross, Jodeci with the boots, Boys to Men, Jagged Edge. All that's BBD. Nobody, nobody in R&B was dressing. The way we was dressing before we put on those overalls, shit like that. So, what's uh, on the culture merging hip hop and R and B, and bringing in the style and the fashion sets us apart, man. And you could see all of the groups no addition influence. That's every white pop group you could see all of the r&b groups that wear the street wear because that's what not what you were wearing before the night everyone was glittered up and glittered out and we broke that shit all the way down
0: <laughs> um do you like consider yourself one of the godfathers of new jack swing or is that a title that you don't like kind of no
1: i don't i don't that's Teddy's thing i i consider myself a ball player who hustled <laughs> in the music business
0: Facts, man. I could um, respect that, but um, like, how does it feel to have like not like Poison and a whole bunch of other songs like withstand the um, test of time? Because it's over twenty five years plus, and we're still talking about those songs.
1: The um. Time is actually uh, for me, Ron, and Rick. That record there solidified us as Bell DeVoe. And um, when you can um, get a song like that and have, we call it a bulletproof vest, and it could take you 30 years, that's a powerful joint, man powerful first album I mean that's how we eat you know what I mean that's how we survive and uh, people just can't get enough of it it seems like even though we got older the record got young
0: like if the stars ever align like who would be the perfect verses opponent for um, BBD or New Edition
1: we wouldn't do we wouldn't do the verse
0: BBD doesn't
1: have a legitimate 20 and New Edition no one it's it's, it's five groups in one, man. It's, it's not, it's not the same. You know, it's, it's just like, you know, any R&B group couldn't break off the way we do. So it's not really even a, a fair thing to do. You know, even though Boyz II Men may have 20 records and Jodicey have 20 records, but we have 20 new edition records. Then we could go Bobby Brown, then Belva to go Ralph and Johnny Gilchow. <laughs> That's not really for us, man, because we wouldn't, we wouldn't get nothing out of it making the left turn going into the side project because then it's, it's not fair because some of those groups are just groups and, and they're, they're family to us. So we, it, it, I, I wouldn't get a kick out of that. I would rather see them do what they do because those units are so special. They're, they're a part of the R&B culture, but I, I don't see it, you know? I don't. I just. I don't see it, and I don't see who we will yeah. go against, and, and we don't talk about it. To be honest with you,
0: right? I could um, respect that because you guys are kind of like the Boston Celtics of, of music. Like the like the um, Boston has seventeen, eighteen championship, and you guys have like an unlimited amount of hits. So I can definitely see where yeah. you're coming from.
1: And, and, and plus, we move different, man. You know, verses is good when people getting their streams up and. This, that, and the third, and they want to get that shot in the arm. I, I think we're good. I think we're fans of clicking on that eight o'clock and, and watching the culture celebrate. I think that's good enough for me. And then Swiss is a good friend. I had the pleasure of meeting Timberland. So it, it got us through the pandemic. I'm all for it.
0: Is there any chance of that we can get a new, um, new edition or, um, BBD album anytime soon?
1: Yeah. All, all, all that's coming. It's all coming. That's the an easy answer. It's all coming. It's all coming, baby. Do you have, don't,
0: like let a... them, don't let them.
1: Don't let discourage you and tell you nothing different. It's all coming. All
0: right, man. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing that new material from um, from you guys.
1: Yeah, it's all good, man. Other than that, you good? I'm good, man. All right, good. Cause they looking for me, man. I got a boogie. Let's get one more, and then I gotta go. I'm gonna gotta make a quick move.
0: Oh, all right, so um, do you have any new projects any, in the works, anything that you want to talk about that you work working I'm
1: doing on? My do- I'm doing my documentary, The Hustle of 617 My Dad, and um, I'm going to walk you through 83 all the way to 2021, and um, I'm going from 0 to 52. That's my age now, and I'm just going to help you understand music, family, ball, community, my political side, fashion, my friends in the game, backdoor meetings that no one ever knew about, how I had to survive, how my slogan is, you can't wait for the call, you gotta make the call. And I'm gonna break that down as my point of view throughout the whole doc. That's the only thing I'm talking about. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. That's where all my focus is at, man. And remember, man, it's love, peace, happiness, and never sell your soul alright
0: you man know? and on that note I want to thank you for joining us like you're a legend in every sense of the way I'm looking you, see- man. I'm looking forward to um seeing this doc and hopefully when this virus clears up I'll catch you at a Celtics game one day
1: yeah man we gonna do that come on through. you can wear your blue and orange and I wear my green and we'll take a photo together <laughs> it'd be it'd be Mike and Mello Eminem <laughs> alright alright man I right, am take All care baby. I right, man,
0: take care, man.